right, everybody, welcome back to Generation Horror. This is episode five, and today we will be discussing the Saw franchise and uh, Spiral. Sorry if I sound a little silly. I just can't stop laughing tonight. I don't know why. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be discussing Saw, which is Joseph's favorite uh, series, favorite franchise, favorite horror franchise, correct? Yep, that's the one. All right, so I feel like Joseph, uh, am, I, am I too loud, guys, first off? No, no, sounds good. I'll get a little bit further back just because I feel like I'm getting really loud on my end. Uh, so I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, Joe, and kind of discuss how you feel about the franchise. Because I know prior to this, we uh, briefly, briefly touched up on uh, Jigsaw, which I just watched last night for the first time. And <laughs> the little things yeah, yeah. you said was very powerful. So uh, I want you to take the reins and... Tell us how you feel. All right. Well, we'll see if I can recapture what I said pre-show. But uh, yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> Saw is my favorite horror franchise. Obviously, you have your iconic franchises: Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. But mine is Saw. Um, it's not obviously as iconic as you would say those franchises, but to me, it means a lot. It's very enjoyable. I love the the trauma in it. I love the, the, the story. And, you know, it's funny because it reminds me of uh, the enjoyment I used to get, say, for example, watching Harry Potter. I would always anticipate the next movie that's coming. Well, that's the same thing with Saw. I would always know that um, if it's Halloween, it's got to be Saw. Each Halloween, there was a Saw film coming out, and yeah. it was the next part of the story, more, more answers and probably more questions. But it was, uh, you know, it, it was an evolving story, and I was very anxious to see how it ended so i definitely enjoyed starting from saw and then as each year went on getting another piece of that that uh that story unfolded but anyways so yeah to touch on uh just saw so um what i like about it really again is just it's it's got a lot of good uh horror uh, elements to it uh it's got terrific acting a great cast you know tobin bell um is one of my favorite uh actors when it comes to horror um he does just such a terrific job with that voice that voice just you can't forget it and as a matter of fact it's one of the things i always like to to mess around with with people i'll try to do the voice and you know read off the the tapes and stuff like that because it's just so much fun um you know and not then you have and not for you guys but uh <clears throat> you know, it's it's a blast to do but um what else do we want to touch on as far as what kind of questions do we have in regards to the franchise? Well, you know, I think what I was thinking is to, to keep things not too long. I mean, the, the series expands over uh, essentially what nine films, uh, the first seven, then jigsaw and then spiral, which is part mm -hmm. of the universe. Correct. I think rather than us touch up on each film, I would say, where do you think that the series started to you know reach its peak? And it started to decline as as a uh, you know as the product you know when when do you think the product started to decline uh, like like which movie do you think he says three well to me three and four are relatively the same film so they both take place at the same time they're mm -hmm. both happening uh, together so really they're like one in the same so I know. I think you had mentioned uh, before to me personally, Jimmy, that, um, you know, yours, your favorite stuff's at like three and then maybe four is really when it starts to go down. 
But yep. again, for me, it's it's more so the with Saw, and then especially starting with Saw Two, you're introduced to uh, Detective Eric Matthews, and then you're introduced to Riggs and such, and those characters. And so their journey spans two, three, and then four. So really, you have that segment right there. I think is the peak of Saw. It's a evolving story with these, uh, you know, with uh, with Carrie, with uh, Detective Matthews and Riggs, and each one has a piece in those three films. Um, so I think really the peak probably would have been arguably three and four, and then after that, that's when uh, unfortunately the decline took place. I agree. I think I might be a little biased. Now I didn't see the first one in theaters. I saw two and three in theaters, and I li- and I like both of those. And I, even right now, you know, even today, I like both of them. And I feel like four, while trying to continue the story, really got kind of weird for me. And I felt like four was the initial start of the decline. Uh, I really like three a lot, but there's something special about part two. I really like part two. It's 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 weird because it's 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 one of those sequels that I think might be better than the first film. Personal opinion. Maybe not better than the first film, but I would say equal because I think second one is just as good. That the first two are my favorite. Three. I like because Bozeman came in and did that. Four is when it started going down for me, but I still enjoyed four. But everything after that was kind of, eh. Um, but yeah, Saw 1 and Saw 2 are probably equal. I like both of them for different reasons, but I like them probably the same. And that's fair because Saw 1 and 2 really are, they're two different movies. Saw 1 really is uh, focuses very much on a darker element, uh, especially the way it looks. And then it takes place mostly just in one setting, which is between, uh, you know, Dr. Gordon and then the other guy. And so it's it all happens just there. And it's mostly just the interactions between the two of them with you have, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny Glover's character is the one that's on the outside of it doing uh, an investigation. And then Saw 2 really opens it up. It becomes from just being about one area to this entire house and a number of different games, and it introduces a number of different characters. So um, I do, I love Saw 2. Saw 2 is fantastic. Um, You know, again, it's my favorite character in the whole series is actually uh, Eric Matthews, uh, played by Wahlberg. And um, that I love both Wahlberg, so I guess it really doesn't matter, but. Uh, I really like Wahlberg in this one. And so it's, it, you get to see the storytelling is really good. That's what I like about Saw. So the storytelling is really good and powerful. And, you know, um, I think Saw 2 gives us some of the best scenes with Jigsaw, particularly when uh, Eric Matthews and Jigsaw are just sitting at a table having a conversation, which I think is has some of the most powerful dialogue in the entire franchise. And it's just the two, and it, the and the game itself is so simple. All he says to him is, uh, "You know, I want to play a game. All you have to do is sit here and talk to me. If you can do that long enough, you'll find your son in a safe and secure state." And he just sits there and talks to him about a number of different things. That scene always sticks out in my mind, which makes Saw 2 probably stand out more so than any of the other films. Maybe even more so than the first film. You know, the first film obviously has the iconic moment where the whole entire time John Kramer or Jigsaw is in the room with them right there in the pool of blood. You know, so, and you know, when I first saw the film, 
that caught me completely by surprise. And not many horror films tend to do that. That was a really cool twist to see that uh, this whole entire time that Jigsaw was right there laying on the floor. He, that was him the whole time. So, yeah. Um, fuck. I, I was going somewhere with that. Uh, the the talking scene you were just describing. I'm sorry, talking mm-hmm. scene between Don Kramer and Matthews. That to like hardcore Saw fans is kind of like the Robert De Niro and Al Pacino scene where they're sitting in the diner and they're talking. You know, one's the the criminal bank robber and the other one's the lead detective. And it's kind of like that. It kind of like has the same dynamic. But yeah, I like that that scene. And so what's great about like it too is. Well, what's great about it, too, to even touch a little bit further on just that one scene is you're introduced to Eric Matthews as this kind of uh, this hothead guy. And his tactics as a police officer are criticized because as you come to learn about his past, he uh, he's super aggressive with the people that he captures. He plants evidence to obtain convictions. He's not a very good cop. Uh, You know, he's super aggressive with the way that he handles people. You know, Jigsaw mentions in one part that he says, you know, what would you have done, you know, to me a couple of years ago? Would you have broken my jaw with the flashlight? You know, so touching on stuff like that. And in that moment when they're talking, um, all it takes is Jigsaw talking to him. And obviously with the idea that his son is captured, he has no idea how to help him. He makes a, a, a guy that presents such a strong persona in Eric Matthews makes him look vulnerable just by talking to him. He's not sitting there, you know, yelling at him, trying to brutalize him. Uh, he's just sitting there talking to him. And you can see Eric feels so helpless in the situation because, you know, all he can think about is his son. You know, Jigsaw's telling him, um, you know, do you really care about your son? And then, you know, Eric goes, of course, I've always loved my son. That's never changed. And Jigsaw goes, oh, no, it's changed now. You know, the knowledge of your son's impending death is causing you to act and forgive all his sins. Why is it that we're only willing to do that when a life is at stake? Right. And it's stuff, it's dialogue like that, that again makes me love the franchise. Great scene. Right. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was great. That was great stuff. Um, and then Saw 3, Darren Lynn Bozeman, that was his second one, right? Mm-hmm. That's with... Uh, did that introduce Jeff and his family, his wife? Yeah, it introduces the character Jeff. Uh, uh, the, what was her name? The doctor or the surgeon or something? Um, I believe her name. I'm trying to remember what her name is. It's funny too because usually I have all this stuff down pat, and I'm just drawing Lynn. blanks today. Lynn, there you go, Doctor Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Hoffman had more of a role in that one right yeah that's when it was starting no he shows up so he shows up at three and that's his introduction and that's when you uh that's when it begins to he begins to make his stamp within the franchise isn't three okay yeah you know with with saw three okay so what do you think is a bigger shock factor amanda closing the door on eric in part two or the fact that you actually see john die in part three Which was a bigger shock? 
Yeah. I think at the time, uh, the door getting shut on Eric, um, even though he was a crooked cop or whatever, he was still the hero of the film. So to see the hero of the film still get kind of locked in there, even though we saw what happened to Adam at the end of the you know first one, still like, okay, well, that's how these go. But I mean, I think we all knew Jigsaw was going to die eventually. And when mm-hmm. they did it, it was just like, oh, okay, they finally got him. But he came back and, you know, obviously flashbacks and shit since then. So, yeah, not to reduce the impact of uh, Jigsaw dying, because, of course, like Chad said, we expected him at some point. He's he's going to pass. I mean, he was um, super weak already in Saw 2. He's dying from cancer and then he's on his deathbed in Saw 3. And I guess the shock part of Saw 3 and his death is because it came at the hands of Jeff. So Jeff's final test was to forgive and even though Jeff says, I forgive you, he still kills Jigsaw. Cuts his throat open. So, yeah. and that's like, you know, dang. But I think I would agree with Chad. I think uh, Amanda, it, be, it turns out that she was the one that was, she got, actually, as a matter of fact, she went through the test twice. So, of course, as you remember in Saw 1, she has the reverse bear trap on her head. So she survives that. But in Saw 2, you learn that she still was not appreciating her life. She was cutting herself. And so Jigsaw still sees something in her, so he puts her through uh, the test in Saw 2. And as, as of course, she ends up earning her way to become his apprentice. And then to see, of course, that, you know, Eric gets trapped at the very end, and now he's the one in the chain. That was, you know, that's actually a pretty big shock there. So, you know, I think that, that one stands out as well. I would agree with that. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I mean, I, I didn't really think about like he's he's eventually going to die. Like it's very much apparent through um, the second film mainly, um, and then Amanda closing the door. I actually never would have guessed that Amanda would have closed the door. But at the same time, it's like, why did they bring her back? There had to have been a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of Amanda. Um, she wasn't she wasn't a villain within the story that I like, but also with that being said, I'm not a fan of Hoffman and his arc, which is why I, I think that part four and onward start to become the 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 decline of the franchise because people might like it and might think it's a it's a strong arc. I actually find it quite weak, and I don't really enjoy uh, the the story they tell for him. I don't I don't get pleasure out of it. It's not gonna get pleasure from seeing other people die before him, but I'm just—you get what I'm saying. Like I, I just—I'm not—I'm not as thrilled with the the overall story. Uh, I think maybe if I—I I don't want to say, I guess, Costas uh, uh, Mandalore. I guess is how you say his name. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. But um, I feel like if they maybe got a different actor to play that role, it would have been better. I don't think he was the strongest actor for that role. <clears throat> but I didn't mind him because his he came off as so sleazy and greasy and, you know, mm. just a piece of shit. You hated him so much. You wanted him to die. 
but his thing went over what four movies or something like that three four four movies uh that we really saw that he was an asshole and like at least two of them so when he finally did die it was like oh fucking finally but i i, I get the character because he you wanted him they wanted you to hate him so much because he was the piece of shit you know he didn't necessarily follow john's like didn't he kind of like strike out on his own a little bit too even before john was like completely dead well not necessarily striking out so the thing that so when you see the flashbacks between hoffman jigsaw and amanda in one of the scenes it's the setup for actually saw three Hoffman's bringing in uh, one of the victims, uh, as a matter of fact, the victim for uh, Timothy for the rack, if you guys remember that trap. And he brings him in in like this like wheelbarrow thing. Oh, and really then he, twisted. yeah, the rack, twists the, twist the limbs. And uh, he just kind of dumps Timothy's body on the ground. And Jigsaw says, uh, that's a human being. Mm. And then he goes, do you like the way brutality feels, Mark? And Hoffman goes, he goes, let's face it, uh, you know, you want him to suffer just as much as I do. And then you see the look in Jigsaw's eyes and already you can know he's he's questioning, you know, the genuineness of, of Hoffman. So the whole purpose of all these is to test these people's survival. It's not to torture and actually, you know, just kill them, just, you know, just to kill them, which is the problem that Amanda went through is that she had created traps that were not winnable. She didn't test anybody's will to live. Which it, it makes me upset because uh, the 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 character of uh, Detective Carrie actually liked her, uh, and she goes out in the angel trap, and it sucks too because she succeeds. She actually was able to, you know, she has to put her hand in like this vat of acid to take out a key to unlock it, and she does that, but she can't actually unlock herself, and you know she dies that way. But that's it, it's interesting because Jigsaw gets these apprentices, but really it makes you question whether Jigsaw's methods of uh, rehabilitating people even works because he tried it with Amanda. She ends up just admitting to him that she's a murderer. That's who she is. And Jigsaw actually in Saw 4, earlier in the film, when he's talking to Lynn and everything, uh, he specifically says, I despise murderers. And so then later on, the, the line is Amanda uses is, that's right, I'm a murderer. And so, you know, she, she failed. She, he tried to, to give her a second chance after she, you know, was messing up with uh, creating traps that were unwinnable. So he had set up that whole elaborate scheme with Jeff and his family to test Amanda. But, of course, she fails. And then, obviously, with Hoffman, yeah, you're right. They, they, his is set up in a way to where you definitely, there's nothing you like at all about him. There's no redeeming qualities there. He's just set up as you can see it. He's this, the brutalizer really. And, uh, the face he made, I think it was the face he made when he's sitting there in that, that box, that glass box or whatever. Right. And I think it's Strom who's getting crushed. It's in Saw 5, yeah. Like that fucking look on his face. Like, motherfucker. Yeah. And, yeah, he played that well. Um, But you you mentioned all the apprentices. Can we just uh, take a second and acknowledge all the apprentices Jigsaw's had? Hmm. 
You know, what's interesting is he he has some that we don't even actually know specifically who they are. So, for example, and when I say... How long did he... Didn't he, like, say he he was doing it for only, like, a short period of time? Didn't he, like, hint at it or something? You know, I'm not 100% sure on the actual timeline, whether it's over days, weeks, years. I'm not... I'd have to go back and check. It's been a while. But um, as far as apprentices are concerned, you know, for example, in... Saw um, in Saw 3D when Detective Gordon captures Hoffman at the end, he actually has two gentlemen with him yep. that are in pig masks. Now, my understanding from what I've read, um, when it comes from director commentary and such, is those two were previous uh, survivors of Jigsaw's traps. I don't remember their names, but um, they were previous survivors. So there's other people that have joined jigsaw's ladder whatever you want to call it so they just didn't have as the the forefront like hoffman and amanda did so there's more and there i mean who knows how many there are there could be a bunch and even if you look at like uh even the saw video games and i don't believe they're canon or anything but um there's you know there's people running around in pig masks all over the place so you know who knows how many apprentices he actually had or how many people are in there what if the, here's a theory? The two the two people you see in um, is it, do they call it the final chapter or 3D? Um, I think they've used both titles, both final chapter and Saw 3D. So one of the, so if if Spiral takes place in the same universe, then what if the the killer in Spiral is one of them, and then the dude from Jigsaw is the other? And that's interesting. And believe it or not, that is what I was hoping. Um, actually, you shake it like no. Well, no, I was for Jigsaw. Originally, I thought my understanding was one of those guys that was in the pig mask was supposed to be the one that was behind all this stuff. But as it turns out, it's a it's a it's a different character that's that's running it. From my understanding, it's not the same guy that's in the pig mask. It's two other people. But I get what you're saying. Mm. Gotcha. Well, so so he's had. His first known one that he's had from is the dude from Saw or Jigsaw. He's technically the first, right? Yes. I love how he was there to build all those traps at the beginning, but he wasn't there when, you know, Jigsaw was help, you know, teaching Amanda and Hoffman and all that shit. Yeah, it's one of those but, things. Yeah. yeah, they all have uh, terrific engineering skills. <laughs> They're all able to establish some, uh, you know, very elaborate things. So last night I finally watched Jigsaw. We were actually going to do this the day before yesterday, or no, what was it yesterday? Was it, it was yesterday? Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch Jigsaw, but I watched Jigsaw last night, and and I feel terrible because I just watched it last night, like twenty four hours ago, and I don't remember a single person's name in the film. And and Joe made a good point. It's because they were all not memorable characters. Uh, and then I got lost by the time we so so so. Am I jumping too far ahead? Because Jigsaw is part eight, technically. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Part... Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. So I watched this last night, and I don't, I don't hate the movie. The ones before that. What's that? There wasn't much in the ones before that. Right. We Between know three when he died. And the rest were... Yeah. Matthews dies. Uh, everyone, everyone dies. A lot of, a lot of flashbacks. A lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Flashbacks. 
exactly. So Jigsaw comes in, and and you get confused when you watch this because you hear moments where they say, "Oh, John Kramer died ten years ago," and then you see like you find out that that under like certain people's fingernails is the the DNA or blood of John himself, and then you see other things happen, and you're like, "What's going on? What's actually happening right now?" And then you see John for the first time, and you're like, "Okay, he looks just like he didn't saw one." But they just said he was—he died ten years ago. So what's going on? So I, I was kind of mind fucked for, um, for, for a, quite a while. And what are your guys' thoughts on the film? Now I, I actually don't dislike the film. I just think they could have had better characters. And and I and I kind of like it more than say five, six, and seven. Maybe four. Maybe four. Man, maybe not. But five, six, and seven for sure. Um. I'll, I'll I'll give my quick two cents before Joe goes off on it. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was very watchable. Um, I won't watch 3D again. I'll watch six, but I think Jigsaw was better than 3D, possibly better than six. But with that being said, it really wasn't that necessary of a movie. Um, it didn't add anything. Like you said, it was kind of like okay. You know, all these things are happening, but, you know, even with, even with the reveal, even the build up to the reveal, it wasn't, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't, it did nothing. It was, it just, I just sat there watching it. just like, okay, cool. I kind of saw that coming, but okay. <laughs> like it just, it's a watchable movie, but some of the uh, decisions they made as far as like where they want to take the story, I think were uh, very lacking. And uh, if they could have cleaned that up a little bit, taken some things, maybe re uh, rework some things. Um, I think it would have been much better. Like, uh, like Joe had, uh, mentioned earlier, like a copycat or something. I think it would have been much better. Leave uh, John Kramer out of it. He's dead. He's been dead for fucking the last five, six movies. And he's going to be dead if Spyro continues this storyline. He's going to be dead in every storyline coming up. He's dead unless they reboot it. But um, leave him out of it. If it was a copycat, that would have been more passable. Um, but because it's this, <laughs> the first apprentice who has never been mentioned not even hinted at it just it raised more questions than than answers i mean where's hoffman you know did he leave him in that room to die is he actually dead i mean you know it's just that it was watchable i just some of the things were just kind of like you said confusing and it just left a meh okay you know it's watchable. It's it's a fun little thing, you know. It's a fun little movie to see the kills. I mean, if that's what you're into, that that's all you're gonna like. But yeah, it was average at best. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the yeah. thing is, I you feel know. like half of this franchise is average. Like, I mean, I mean, you know, Joseph, I know you love this franchise. It's yours, your favorite. But I mean, let's be honest. Like, even Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> Halloween, half the franchise is you know pretty average, or a good portion of it's average. And I feel like that 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 happened with Saw as well. Uh, you know, we don't know what happens to uh, Detective Matthew's son. We don't know what happens to. Um, I just, I just. Um, Gordon's family. Well, that, them. 
3D for that matter. Like, like there's so many characters that you, you know. At the end, when when Gordon closes closes the door on um, what's his name again? Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman. We don't know what happens. Did he, did he cut his leg off? Did because he did, Gordon did throw a saw in there for him. No, he didn't. He actually the saw that was in there. He threw it outside of that room. So oh, the shot that you see is him throwing it, and obviously it's a 3D shot. It comes at you, but it, he throws it away. He goes, he looks, oops, my bad, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he picks it up off the ground, and you can see Gordon's thinking about it. He remembers when he cut off his foot, because he sees his foot there. He's holding it, and then he goes, I don't think so. And then he throws it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's been probably since 2012 since I've seen that film. Because it's not a really good one. I think I saw it once. That was it. I, I kind of wish they didn't kill Jill. Right. So, I'll, I'll, I'll get into all that. I'll start first with touching on Jigsaw now. I don't like the film. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to say the only thing I did like about it is, of course, Tobin Bell. Yeah. Give me as much Tobin Bell as you want. I can watch him all damn day. Absolutely, every scene that he puts himself into, I love it. I'm engaged. I want to hear what he has to say. I want more and more and more. I, I mean, if the whole film was just about him sitting there talking, you know, I would, I'd probably enjoy it. So when you get to the portion of the movie where it's him and then he has the, the two victims in there and then there's just the shotgun in the middle and he's talking, you know, he's going over, you know, why they're there and such. Um, just that scene alone, I, I, that's my favorite scene in the movie because it's, it's just him talking. And it's it's so engaging because of the way he speaks, you know, but, you know, I can go into all that. But anyways, I don't like the film. Um, so this film doesn't add anything to Saw. When they were marketing it, my understanding, the way it was presented, it, it was going to be a sort of soft reboot. OK, a soft reboot. Try to take this, the franchise in a new direction, because essentially the main timeline, the original timeline had ended. We finally got the reveal of Dr. Gordon in Saw 3D. It ends with Hoffman, you know, finally he gets his upcomings and, you know, Dr. Gordon closes the door and it, it, it ends where it started. Okay? So it came full circle. It ends where it started in the bathroom. So my understanding was, you know, you're marketing, here comes Jigsaw again. Obviously, Jigsaw's long been dead, that's fine or whatever, but you could do a soft reboot, but the way it was presented, it just created a scenario that uses the same methods we've already seen where it has something that's taking place which is actually in the past. Mm. They, the way it presents it to you, you think it's happening in real time. It's actually that game's taking place in the past. They, right. they already used that same method in, uh, in Saw 2. So when you're watching Saw 2 and they're going through, that's actually already happened. You know, so that's why when the, the SWAT team reaches the house and then they look at the cameras and every, everything's already taken place, it's already done. And uh, Eric Matthews' son, is sit, he's in that safe that's right next to Jigsaw the whole time. That's why he tells them in the, in the rules, you'll find your son in a safe and secure state. His son was there the whole time. That game already took place. Right. What you're happening. Come across his body in the or a couple bodies like Xavier's I yeah think he, they find Xavier's um, and they're yeah. already rotting they're already decomposing so yeah he looks like he yeah he yeah so like it had already started. taken place so they use that same tactic right. already of course 
in Jigsaw. They just present you with the scenario to where you think it's it's happening in real time, but as of course, no, it happened in the past. And it mixes it in, obviously, with the present day too. So there is present day yeah. stuff that's happening. But of course, the game that they're covering took place in the past, but they try to mix it up to where you think it's it's all happening together. But as Jimmy had mentioned, which, which what I... Cool, found bodies that, that you know kind of match the description of the ones that were in that game with him yeah i mean it's it's so that was kind of I mean, it's a watchable film but as jimmy had mentioned as i told you guys um the problem i have with it too and what i like about saw is because believe it or not it has characters that i cared about not a lot of horror movies tend to present characters that you really truly care about most of the time they're just there i mean you can maybe root for one person but a lot of the times they're there to up the body count i was introduced to Eric Matthews, the way his, his, it, you know, the way it's acted out and stuff. I really cared about that character and he goes through some shit in the, in Saw 2 and Saw 3 and then he ends up dying to his best friend Riggs who all he was trying to do is save his life but his test was because he was trying to save everybody. That was Riggs' fault. He was obsessed with saving everybody and an right. important line that's mentioned by his wife is she tells him the last time uh, they speak is what you can't do is save everybody. And right in the very first tape that Riggs here is, uh, you know, basically Jigsaw's just telling him, you know, you got to let people, uh, you know, they have to save themselves. And all his tests are trying to tell him and explain that to him. If you notice every test that Riggs goes through in Saw 4, um, the decisions were not in Riggs' hands. He was either supposed to put it, it. Yeah. Even Give him a couple of hints. Like you always, what did he say? You always check a door or something? You always check a, a You know never door. to go through an unsecured door ever. So when he sees and, Carrie's yeah. body in the camera, he rushes in he, there to he, try to save yeah. her. But of yeah. course she's already dead. So but anyways. Even, that was like the only decent thing that Hoffman ever did was he actually did give Riggs that one hint that I remember. Right, right, right. Other than that, he just told a piece of shit. <clears throat> but again, Jigsaw doesn't present you with anybody to care about. I, I don't give a shit about any of these people yeah you know they're well, i already know that you know that we're just here just to watch most of these guys die i don't think it's gonna yeah. go anywhere well they want you to care about <clears throat> this doctor his wife who who died which yeah you feel bad for the dude yeah he has ptsd because he was in the uh the the war or whatever he's a medic but the way they introduced him in the movie he's just playing catch right with his daughter yeah, it's like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I know who he was. It's like, oh, okay, this must be the main character. Okay, I didn't mind him, but just like, oh, like, and then when everything happens, like, well, like, why do we care? Like, it, there's no reason to care. The film just doesn't really bring anything to the franchise, and it adds an element to the story that just further convolutes it you you could present it with a character that apparently was another apprentice of jigsaw and that who knows where he's been this entire fucking time i don't know you know he's it's barely been there but you know this is in my opinion i actually feel that the introduction of that character and the way they present him as the apprentice it devalued for me dr gordon's character dr gordon was the height of the apprenticeship for jigsaw because he got it he understood what jigsaw was trying to teach he was there through the entire backstory all the way up into the end 
And he didn't he say in 3D he was the first? I don't know if it's ever like specifically mentioned that way, but um, okay. it could it, it could be. I can't quite remember, but um, continuity error. It's uh, error. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's just it devalued Doctor Gordon for me because you're introducing this guy and he's supposed to be you know technically if it's in the past, I guess he would be the original apprentice if you're going by that, because that, you know, it, it introduces you again to the reverse bear trap when they're creating it. So yeah, it, it, he would be, I yeah. just, I, I didn't like that. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know? Um, so yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense. Do you think that from the beginning, the reveal of saw the final chapter, do you think that was the reveal of Gordon? Do you think it's always been actually <clears throat> stone or do you think that the the filmmakers decided to to use these theories of of fans like ourselves and, and, and implement our theories into the film you know like in part two where he put the key into the dude's eye and he's like kind of like limping yes limping over. yeah mm-hmm. you- from my understanding um i think it was a contract dispute between carrie Els, 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 I think his name is. Um, I think I wasn't he supposed to return as soon as number two, Joe, but because of a contract dispute, he thought he wasn't paid enough or something. Or... Yeah, yeah. The rumors were is that he was slated to return, but I think there was issues of money. Yeah, and so by the time they finally resolved it, it was you know in time for part seven. So he, I think he was like thrown in there at the last minute. He's like, okay, we finally got him after years of trying to do it. Let's just fucking bring him in. We'll bring him back for the last one. Just throw him in there. So I feel like even though he was there and he closed the door on Hoffman and all that, and some fans think they got closure, I don't think so. Um, I would have liked to have seen a hell of a lot more of Dr. Gordon in this uh, franchise. And what's cool is that I, I thought about this a lot. What if they ne- they never killed off John? <clears throat> um, they kept him going a little bit longer. And Dr. Gordon was kind of like the Loomis character who was always going and they were just clashing or something. Not as the main plot of the movie, but as a, like a secondary subplot but still very important. I don't know. That kind of would have been cool, but I, I wish he would have returned a lot sooner than he did. Um, it's just unfortunate that when he did, he still didn't get his justice, but you know, a lot of fans like that he did. And it was cool to see him come back. Don't get me wrong, but I just wish he would have been, you know, able to be in more of them than just the, you know, part one and part seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to find out that he's been pulling the strings the entire time. But at the same time, how was he never mentioned? I'm assuming this is in the same town, right? How has no one ever been like, oh, yeah, one of the one of the survivors of the Jigsaw killings or murders, murders, uh, uh, Dr. Gordon was one of the, the survivors. And then all, all of a sudden, part seven comes out and he... He comes out and he's just, what does he, what does he do? He walks into that little meeting and he's like clapping, right? Well, he's sitting in the back. So it's like a survivor's group meeting, basically. Where yeah. it's, you know, they're all meeting together to talk about their experiences. And he's been sitting in the back. 
you know, listening to it. But of course, his purpose there is because he's he understands that the the guy that's leading it is a fake. He's a he was a fraud. Yeah. He didn't actually he was never tested, but he's uh, claiming that he is to get fame. And so, um, you know, he's sitting there in the back kind of just making fun of him, really. But no, th- those are fair points. However, you know, there's throughout the, the movies, there's subtle hints towards dr gordon there's a file that's pulled out i believe by strom that has dr gordon's name on it or at least you see dr gordon's name on it so um dr gordon the way to present it in the films is that he especially saw 3d as you come to learn is he he does go back and he integrates himself back into being you know i'm i guess a doctor whatever because he has an office and everything so he Mm -hmm. goes back to that but then at the same time he's playing uh the role of the apprentice on the side so I thought that was interesting, but you're right, Chad. I think it's possible that was never really the intention was to have him be that way. But the thing is, right. it's Pete, you know, as when, it, as each movie came out, everybody always would ask, you know, we want answers on what happened to Dr. Gordon because sorry about that. Uh, we want answers as to what happened to Dr. Gordon because the last time we see him, he's crawling away, he's bleeding. And then he tells Adam, you know, you know, he's going to come back for him. But as of course, we know what happens with that. Um, people just wanted, they wanted the answers. He's the one of the original characters that you're introduced to. You know, you feel for him, you like him. And, you know, he ends up cutting off his leg and he's, you know, he's crawling away, bleeding. So people are wondering, you know, what the heck happened to him. And of course, in, uh, as we come to learn in Saw 3D, you know, he'd been with Jigsaw this entire time. But, I do agree. I wish we would have seen more of him. And then, and also too, you brought up a thing, Jimmy, that maybe he was revealed too soon in that film. I think he was, mm-hmm. you see him pretty, pretty early in the movie. And his introduction is just, you know, it's, it's him clapping and then he steps up into the light and you see his face and then he talks. Does that's, you could have done better than that. I mean, so definitely I, I would say, just to wrap it all up, Jigsaw probably was a better overall film than the final chapter. As I had mentioned to you guys previously um, on the side, um, the director of Saw 3D did not want to do that film. It definitely shows. Uh, there's not a lot of love. What was that? Didn't he do six too? Didn't, didn't he do the, both of those? Yeah, I believe he did uh, either five or six, and then they had him come back to do it again. I think he did six, which is interesting, too, because I actually do like Saw 6. I actually like that film a lot. Uh, I like the the themes that it tackles in there. Um, You know, it talks about that's the one that involves Jigsaw's uh, when he's going, he's trying to get, uh, you know, uh, insurance coverage for the the treatment that he needs and everything like that. that. That dickhead German or Russian uh, bobsledder from Cool Runnings. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Only, I've only seen him in two fucking movies, and those are the two. So Cool Runnings. Yeah, I remember this. You know, and that film tackles you know interesting elements because in that one, you know, uh, the main character has to be the way he's tested is it revolves around his medical company, and so his medical company, the way Jigsaw presents it, is you know most of the applicants that apply there get denied. And it's usually the, the ones that really need the insurance, they get denied, so they end up dying. And so the test that right. Jigsaw puts them into is, okay, so we're going to go by your policy, so we're going to make you choose who lives and dies. So one of, his, one of his tests is, 
he's presented with is he has these these two chains that he's holding and he's looking through a glass window and on the other side of it there's a, an old lady and a young man and you know they're uh, they got uh, you know things around their neck they're tied up and basically the trap is presented as such as according to your policy uh, the old lady is older and weaker and therefore is not worthy to live. Uh, the young man, he's healthier and so he should. However, the older lady, she has a family and obviously she, uh, she would be sorely missed if she, you know, she was killed. While the young man doesn't have a family and would just be a blimp on the, on the world's radar. You know, nobody would care that he's gone because they don't know who he is. You need, so based on your policy, you know, she should die and he should live. But, you know, it the choices shouldn't the way jigsaw's trying to present it to him is you know you don't make choices based off of things like that and you know it's just it's interesting that's why i like that film but anyways it's it's saw saw 3d is definitely a a poorly made film it uh it doesn't you can tell that the same kind of care to the rest of the franchise wasn't put into it and so that's why we get we get unfortunate scenes where we're introduced too early to dr gordon and um, Jill, same thing with that too. I I wasn't satisfied that she was killed off. You know, she puts Hoffman into the reverse pair trap. And you know what? If they would have ended the film right there, that probably would have been okay too. In Saw Six, where um, according to Jill, because Jill gets left this box from Jigsaw, and it's supposed to be his final will. And so she opens up the box, has pictures in there. the The final picture is of Hoffman. That was Hoffman's final will, is for. Um, Hoffman to basically be either eliminated or put into a final test. So she puts the reverse bear trap on him and essentially it's to kill him, but he ends up escaping from it. And then we carry over into 3d and then he puts the reverse, you know, the reverse bear trap on her and she gets killed that way. It just, it, it was, it was very unsatisfying to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, was... I, I agree with that. I mean, Part part six is, yeah. Part six is, is is when Hoffman he escapes and then part of his face rips off and he's screaming and then it ends and then seven goes on and Jill dies and you know I was hoping Jill would be the final person you see. You know maybe maybe Jill and Gordon have been doing this this entire time. You know, um, and Logan uh, and what and Logan from Jigsaw apparently. Yeah, speaking of that, wasn't that? Wasn't that originally called Saw Legacy? Yeah, it's had a couple of titles so. bounced around. Saw Legacy, I think, was one of them. It should have. It should have stuck with that. There would have been a different. It would have made it feel like a much different movie. Yeah. Because you, you see the cover of Jigsaw, it's John, and it's called Jigsaw. So you you assume, oh, John's in the film, which he is, but. Yeah, uh, I think I think he would have to be in some capacity, mm. but like something like that, I think voiceovers would be like maybe like the person who's trying to be him is like playing his you know tapes or something, or maybe you record tapes for this person. I don't know. And uh, <clears throat> like the Logan character, maybe he had tapes or conversations, and maybe that type of thing, you know, that adds. Some type of new dialogue, some type of like new backgrounds. Like, okay, you know, that's better. But, um, and yeah. you see that that's great because that's basically 
it it seems to be that's what the idea could be regarding spiral and we can jump into that if you guys want but oh yeah you know yeah i think it's time to move on (laughs) (laughs) jumping into spiral real quick to go on that idea that that could be what it's about and could be what i wanted jigsaw to be is someone that's inspired by jigsaw instead of it actually just being jigsaw again in flashbacks you know we we got so many of them like i said i love seeing tobin bell as much as we got it but but i really want if they were going to reboot it you can have someone that's maybe a copycat killer that's inspired. I mean, he left all of this stuff behind. You got to imagine people get inspired by all these serial killers all the time. You know, that's why people get so fascinated by them. You would imagine that someone somewhere would have, you know, looked at all this and be like, Oh my goodness. And they get inspired, unfortunately to do something in the same vein, but in their own unique way, but perhaps paying homage to jigsaw is by doing the spiral. Maybe which is the spiral that you see on Billy the Puppet. So if that's how that film turns out to be, that's what I wanted Jigsaw to be. Jigsaw is just an unnecessary filler that doesn't bring anything new to the table and adds in elements we don't need. It, it should have just either obviously It'll stopped before, you know. Yeah, it should have stopped before that. It'll probably be reckoned. Uh It'll probably be forgotten. Um I think Spiral, if it is a true sequel or something that even if it's in the same universe, I think they'll ignore the events of Jigsaw. So I, I think they're going to have to because yeah, because <clears throat> it makes no Jigsaw, damn sense. Right, and Jigsaw is Jigsaw is a a, a a semi prequel, semi sequel, and and. What I what I see with that is that no one knows who his name's Logan. Uh, no one knows about this guy. He's been under the radar the entire series. I don't anticipate at all at, at any moment that he'll be brought up. I don't even think that they need to retcon anything. I think they just won't. It won't be mentioned. Uh, they won't. They won't say it's not relevant or it never happened. But they just won't pay any mind to it. So it can still occur and it's still taking place. But they'll just kind of move forward now with expectations with spiral from the book of saw that title alone is like okay this has to be this is copycat written all over it 100 percent spiral it's it's it, it's inspired by the 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 spiral from like you're saying uh you said billy right the puppet mm-hmm. the puppet yeah yeah and then from the book of saw you know um, and when you think of the book of Saw, I mean, I'm sure there's no book of Saw. I mean, maybe John had diaries and things like that, but I think they're taking like a page out of a book uh, by by doing the same actions as, say, Jigsaw. Um, do you want it to be similar to John, where he is not an actual killer, but he wants to test people? Or do you want this person to be kind of maniacal in in vain of say Amanda or how Hoffman was because they they set their some of their victims up to ultimately die like they didn't allow them the ability to have freedom if they were you know able to do whatever obstacle they were you know successfully able to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel on that. Um. I think it just depends on where they try to take the story. Um, because I don't know. I, I, 
I'm trying to find the right words for this because it's hard to say if this is going to be a one-off movie or if they have a trilogy in mind or something. I don't know. Um, I think it's just going to be what's more compelling. Um, Personally, I would like someone, not necessarily a copycat, maybe someone more brutal, maybe like an Amanda, but still escapable traps, but just things that are just like off the wall, fucking insane. Um, it looks like it's going to be gritty. So I expect it to be gory. And I, that's why I expect some of the, some of the new traps to be, uh, if there are traps, I'm assuming there will be, um, that's not saying for sure. So we, we don't know if traps will play a huge role, but, um, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I want. I, I don't really know what I want. So that's probably my best answer as of right now because I yeah I don't know what to expect I don't know what I really want from this franchise mm-hmm. um so if it's not that then I would kind of prefer like a soft reboot same universe but just I don't know I don't know how they're they would make that the book of saw though you would have people would have to know about John Kramer but I don't know. It, it, I think it just depends on how they do it. So I'm a little standoffish. But from the teaser, it does look good. Um, it does look like it'll be... interesting, and it looks like it'll be true to what Saw was originally. So... With maybe a little bit of uh, comedy for, you know, nice little effects from Samuel L. Jackson, because I know he's going to drop more than just one motherfucker. Like so, to play games, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I expect uh, I expect him to say motherfucker at least 100 times in that movie. Oh, um, no, no. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still... And it really sucks that we've only gotten a teaser. Because it was supposed to come out next month, right? Yeah, it's supposed to come out in May. So you would have thought we would have gotten a full-blown trailer by then. Or by I would now. Imagine we probably, it. yeah. We probably would have already had one. But right now, like you said, all we had is a, a teaser to go off of. And there isn't much. But then there is right. at the same time. And what I mean by that right. is it gives you maybe an idea of where they're going with it. As we had mentioned, um, perhaps it could be a copycat killer. Um, that's inspired by Jigsaw. Now we get, you know, nods to Jigsaw already, which is great. You know, at the end of the teaser, you have Chris Rock. He's chained to a pipe, and then he lifts up the saw. So that that you know, that's great. Um, obviously, with the spiral, we we you know, another iconic imagery from Saw. You have another thing too: the uh, the the police. So. Cops, police are a really heavy element in the Saw franchise. It really involved heavily around the, the, you know, the police, the detectives and everything like that. So it looks like we're getting that again with Chris Rock and his partner. So, yeah. but what's interesting is what we got from the teaser is that whoever this person is, they're targeting not just everybody, which Jigsaw was trying to test uh, everybody that he felt was 
taking life for granted, if you will. And this, this particular person is targeting specifically police officers. Mm-hmm. And that, that's specifically mentioned is that they're targeting police officers. So, you know, that's something to think about. Why is it specifically police officers? And, you know, you can even instantly, I was thinking of, it touches on maybe themes in today's society. You know, people all the time question how they feel about police. You know, maybe this is somebody who uh, views police in a very negative way. Like as, you know, we've seen elements in, you know, today's society. So that that's interesting to think about. It's a little bit different. And it does look like traps or, you know, tests are going to be uh, another predominant thing. You know, you see one a, already in the teaser where there's a man that has a train that's coming out of. Don't know specifically what the trap is that he's in. Another one that looks like it could be Chris Rock's character, but it's somebody that's got their fingers attached to some sort of contraption. So it looks like traps are going to be uh, yet another element in, in this film. So definitely, I think the, the easiest thing to assume is that it is some sort of copycat or someone that is inspired by, like you said, you know, from the Book of Saw, you know, taking a page from, you know, Jigsaw, per se. So what are your expectations for this film? When are you expecting this to to revive, re, you know, revive the franchise, but while taking a new turn, creating brand new characters, likable characters, memorable characters? Um, do you plan? Do you think they're going to see how this one does and see if they want to continue? I really think this is obviously. I mean, I don't know if it's obvious, but I feel confident that it takes place in the same universe yeah. as the Saw franchise, but maybe a different part of the world. Now this takes place at what looks appear, appear to be what New York or some, maybe Chicago, Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere sort of like that. Um, I don't know where the Saw franchise had taken place. Uh, I'm not a Saw buff to be very honest. Um, so I don't know, but it, where would you th- say the Saw franchise took place? It's a good question. I've never really thought about <laughs> where it takes place. Cause most Location. of the, loca- most of the locations are, inside warehouses and buildings and stuff like that you're not they don't go too much out exploring the city or anything like that so that's that's a it's a good question i just usually assume like la or new york or something yeah so what, what are your expectations for this film like what is what is uh what are you hoping this film does right in comparison to say the final chapter 3d uh jigsaw if uh, Chris Rock isn't another accomplice, um, I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> if he's the killer, I'm not gonna like it. Just a touch, real quick. Uh, so Saw apparently <clears throat> takes place in New York. It does okay? Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay, hmm. that makes sense. Big city makes sense. Um, you asking me? You asking Joe? Oh, both of you. Oh. Um, so where we want this movie to go is that what you mean yeah like what i mean knowing what you know and watching what you've watched and knowing how you feel about the franchise in its current state what are your expectations for this film to revitalize the franchise so that it can be a successful one and kind of push forward and kind of rebuild the negatives that this this franchises started to kind of develop towards the end uh, or the f- last couple films 
what I want. Yeah, what I kind think. of uh, characteristics? What kind of uh, you know? It doesn't have to be about traps, but what 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 do you what would you think? What, what do you think could be a big part of this film that could make it a successful one? And things that you are hoping to to see, uh, like um, like what are your expectations of this film? What do what do you what do you what do you want from this? What's the end game? Hmm, that's a good question. Personally, kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, I think, and because I'm so on the fence, I, you know, we haven't seen much, uh, but yet we have seen quite a bit. That's how Saw does it. But, um, you know, right now, I'm, I'm just feeling like, just give it a soft reboot. Just be done. I mean, don't be done with it. Keep Kramer. He's dead, whatever. Keep all that. Everyone should still know about that. Keep it as like a mythology. Kramer is like this. <clears throat> uh, he's, he's a legend. Whether he, people agree with him or not, he's a, you know. Uh, I can't think of any other word for it. But yeah, he. Um, <clears throat> You know, he'll go down in infamy. You know, some people see him as a hero. Some people see him as a murderer. But um, <clears throat> keep the mythology going. He can have followers and, you know, a bunch of people who are trying to copycat him or whatever. But do it right. Make it a story that makes sense. Um, keep, like I said, soft reboot. Keep it in the same universe. Introduce new characters. Um, develop them so we can care about them just as much and see where it goes. If it's successful, if they do a good job, keep it going. Um, think of new shit. But when it starts to get old and stale again, I, I don't think you can keep it going for another seven, eight, nine films. Um, at the most, maybe... If this is a new trilogy, I think that'd be passable. Like I said, if it's like a, a soft reboot and it keeps it, you know, same universe, all that stuff, I think maybe three films uh, would be enough if they keep it fresh and they actually have these really cool new take, new ideas on it, then yeah. But if not, then don't, I, I you know, I, I, then why was the point of doing it? Just because Chris Rock wanted to do a horror movie? I, you know, you got to come up with something new, especially for a franchise that, you know, this is the ninth, the ninth installment. And, <clears throat> you know, as we've seen before, movies that try to franchise that try to add new elements, either some people either love or hate them. Like, you know, look at Friday that they tried to redo that twice with, you know. Uh, uh, not New Blood. What was it called? Um, the one with Roy, Part Five. Yeah, part, um, New Beginning. New Beginning. Uh, not New Blood. New Beginning. With that one, and they did it again with um, Jason Goes to Hell. They tried something new, <clears throat> and people forgive Part Five a lot more than they forgive Jason Goes to Hell. But 
be true to uh the like i said the mythology and the legends of the the first you know couple movies john kramer you know stuff like that uh and you know we'll see where it goes but because i'm so on the fence i'm just you know i'm just so like i don't know that that's i guess that's the best thing they can do right now cuz if it's just another sequel they have to come up with something really really good but I think soft reboot. You know, I, I think guess. the two things that it needs that it has to have, because this is what people are expecting. And these were the two things that I think made saw unique to where it kept bringing people back is number one, it needs to have traps. That's so just people go to a saw film to see traps. It, they, it's gotta be, it's gotta be in there. The other thing, too, that I think is important that people come to expect from Saw-type films as well is their twist endings. One of the great things that I always never got tired of with any of the Saw films is it makes you want to pay attention to everything that's happening because you know at the end it's going to try to flip it on you. So you want to try to be prepared for it, but it still somehow finds a way to twist it to where you are, oh, I didn't see that coming. But right. going into a saw film, you need to pay attention to every little detail that's happening, every conversation, every piece of imagery they show you, because at some point they're going to try to use one of those pieces or all the pieces to try to twist it and give you a surprise ending. And that's what makes Saw, I think, unique is its traps and its twist endings. Um, I think those two things need to be the baseline for it. It needs to have those at least. Now, as far as the rest of it, it needs to be unique. And when I say unique, it uh, it needs to have a, a new sense of purpose. So for Jigsaw, it's you know to test people's will to survive. Whoever this new person is, needs obviously they need a new motive. So that's why I was mentioning you know maybe you know they hate police officers. Maybe they. It could be a, a theme surrounding that. Okay, that that you know that's that's something, that's something that's something a little awesome. bit different, right? So, it needs to have that. Um, obviously, a chance at establishing characters that we can care about, um, but just try to come up, you know, with you know some new things to throw at us with following just some of those guidelines that people go in there expect to see while trying to to come up with something different. You know, we. You don't need to add anything else to to the Saw storyline. That that storyline's done, so you can honor it. You know, you can throw in little things to where, oh, you know, I remember that and everything, or they can bring it up in casual conversation, but you don't need to add any new twists uh, as far as to that, that franchise, or as to that timeline, I should say. You got to establish something new that people are going to care about and want to try. It, you know, the best thing about Saw is it's because it was like I said before, it's an unfolding mystery. You know, they're like mystery films, you know, you're, you're, they're trying to solve the mystery of who done it and yeah. all this other stuff. You know, they're like cop dramas and stuff. <clears throat> and that's what I like about them. And, you know, that's what this looks like. It's going to be to a cop drama, you know, and it's a mystery they're trying to solve. Maybe you do, if you want to branch it out into more films, you can do that, but you got to present it into a way to where, you know, again, that twist ending to where you didn't see it coming and it opens up the door to, you know, a mystery that we actually want to see solved. It's got to be interesting enough to we, that we want to see it solved. You know, as the Saw films went on, 
you know, once we already know who John Kramer was, what his motives were, you know, and they kind of just kept rehashing it. And it was just more about just the traps, really, than adding really any essential plot. That's when it was getting stale with five and six, you know, they kind of burnt it out by then. You know, because that's why we say, you know, you could have ended it at Saw 3 when he dies. You could have stopped the, the franchise there. The movies could have I mean. ended. Like, he's dead. It's well, over. You could have stopped it there. So it's got to be whatever they create with this. It's got to be something that makes you want more. And I think one of the ways to do that is staying true to the themes that it creates is, you know, a mystery, you know, presenting you with some answers, but then presenting questions where, you know, you want to go see another film to uh unfold the mystery that that's that's what i'm hoping to see but right you know, we'll see. Right. You know and to that good uh, uh to that point real quick um why i say three was the decline um it's when he died because after that yeah it was cool he was still in him but he was dead so it was you know all that like dread and like wonder and you know oh they're gonna catch him it's, it's all gone so they really kind of just became torture porn like full-on torture porn later on um maybe not to the degree of hostile but like still it's like eh, you know but for me personally anyway once he died it was really hard to uh i mean yeah the flashbacks of him were, were cool but after that it was like really hard to care for me anyway yeah, no, yeah, no, I agree. What I want them to do is do their do their own thing. I, I you know, I want them to change the formula because I don't want to feel like I'm. I, I, okay, so I want to feel like I'm watching a Saw film, but at the same time, I want to feel like I'm not. So by them creating this twist ending, we've seen it before. Them opening the film with people going through all these mechanical devices and they're they're all about to get tortured. And maybe there's one survivor and you know maybe someone has to beat each other up to death to to survive something. You know I, we've seen before. I I don't want that. I, I I want this to feel. You know someone said this. I don't remember who said it, but they said that the, the teaser reminds them of the film Seven in a way. If they were to go that route, I wouldn't mind. But. I, I don't want a twist ending where you're like, oh my God, that's the killer. I don't want us to find out who the killer is at all. I want it to be, I want, if there's a part two, a spiral two, I want it to lead into who, who, who's, who's the killer. He's still out there. None of us know. Uh, I, I, if John's mentioned, keep it very minimal. You know, he's, he's, um, he's mentioned in the title and I think that's enough. We know it's saw. We know who jigsaw is. So let's God damn it, dude. You hear that? Yeah, what a dickhead. Anyways, uh, I, I want them to keep the the mess the the mentioning of Jigsaw to a minimal. I don't really want to hear him too much. We've seen him. There's a whole nine movies about him or eight movies about him. We're we're there. Um, I want this. I want the film to open up not to someone dying, but talking about a backstory, and not even a, maybe a backstory. Maybe it opens up to a, a call, and the call is maybe that scene where. Or maybe not that maybe not that scene specifically in the teaser, but they they the, the cops get a call, they go to a crime scene, and then they talk about and they dive into the story of when the, the police were targeted, and maybe it goes deeper. Maybe there is some police brutality, and maybe it's not maybe it's one guy who's the catalyst for these games that are targeting police. And maybe like like kind of like Chad said, some people view him as a hero, some people view him as a vigilante. 
um, who's taken these things into his own hands because in the end, maybe the police are corrupt. I mean, they were kind of like that in the, in, in the original one. There, there was some corruption going on behind the scenes, yes, but maybe this team is really bad and uh, yeah. we don't actually find out who, uh, who it is. So it's a, it's like a, it's like a, a, a crime. Uh, what's the one? It's like a, like a mystery kind of film where you, where you, you almost the viewer don't necessarily view this person who's replicating saw uh, or jigsaws games as a villain. I mean, it's that's kind of similar with John, but the first one you think John or you think this person is the ultimate evil, and I want this person to be sort of like you can see it from both sides because of you know I want I want to go back to the roots of the first film, hundred percent, while giving us something we have not seen in any of the other films. Right, and that's great, and that's exactly my point. Is if they want to continue this, that's one way to do it. Is when the ending comes, they may not actually find out who did it. They may just get another clue at the end that uh, branches them off into the next film. But definitely, they the best part that I want to see again is is the elements that I actually liked from what Saw established but got away from is the mystery, you know, and opening and you know that teaser. I'd be okay if the, like you said, if the movie opened up with the way of just, you know, them driving and having a casual conversation with each other, going to some crime scene and it's opening up that way, that's how they dive into it. That's great. You know, we don't really have to see any of the killing till later. You know, you want to, you want to go in and not really know what the hell is going on. You know, you want, as the characters learn what's happening, then you want to learn what's happening. Very minimal, like you said, mention of Jigsaw. Um, it's an inspiration there you know, that, that could be the, you know, the little things you hear, whatever, that's fine. But like you said, that part's finished. That's why I hope they don't try to add anything to it, which is why it's, it's interesting with the shot where we have Chris Rock and he's chained up to the pipe and he has the saw. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. And so that can either go be a good or bad thing. I don't know, because then that's right from saw again. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what they do. Um, but that's why I'm excited for the film because like you said too, it was presented in a way and it reminds me of seven as well. I mean, I, I like the, the, the mysteries and the investigations and all that other stuff, but whoever this person is, it has to be a unique motive. It has this, whatever the, the elements are going to be, it's got to be unique to it. And it sounds like it's going to be, you know, targeting the police, but why is he targeting the police? And again, like I said, if it touches on, you know, stuff that people feel in, you know, real world time, you know, that can be impactful, too, because, you know, a lot of people view sometimes, you know, police being corrupt and such. As we saw with Saw and everything, you know, there's corruption within the forces. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's definitely what I'm looking for as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go, yeah. go, go, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 I was just saying, yeah, I agree. I, I um yeah. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, 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 what's that? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, real quick, wasn't that the knock on the first uh, Saw film that it, it had too many comparisons to Seven? Hmm. I'm not sure. I can't say I've heard that. I thought I heard, I thought I heard something about that, but I wasn't sure. But, but that's funny you mentioned that. I just thought that that was the knock on the first film. I think. But, uh, like, anyway, go ahead. I, I want this film to be different. I want it to feel different while still feeling the same. I, I don't want I, like that's the thing 
is I don't want to see a film that we've already seen before. Like the opening, the middle, the ending, you know, beginning, beginning, middle, end. I don't want to see that. I, I want this to feel different and unique to its in, in its own right. Like feel like Saw, but but don't give us those things. I, I I want them to change the formula completely. You know, if this is a soft reboot or if it's if it's still in the same universe, they need to go out and 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 try something brand new, something we haven't seen across uh, eight films. And I, I I do feel at first I didn't have much confidence in Chris Rock. And, and that's because I'd never seen him do anything like this before. Um, and then I saw the teaser and I was like, okay, he's got something here. And I like it. I like the vibe, the tone, the feel. Um, it's it's great. And um, I think he's going to knock it out. Same could have been said for uh, uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, yeah. With Get Out and uh, Us. And those were fucking awesome. So um, we'll see. Um, and arguably uh halloween uh 2018 with danny mcbride <clears throat> but um yeah uh it, i think it has potential um i have a question what do you guys think about what decade do you think it takes place in uh present time it would it would it would have to if you're um if i mean i would imagine it would be if they're going to pay homages to to jigsaw but what if John wasn't the first? No, no, they had that. See, that could be a good twist. See, then that's 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 part of the the big challenge that they have is how do you create a soft? How do you make a saw film without it actually being a saw film? So how do you make it? So you t- you bring up changing the formula. What do you mean by changing the form? How do you change the formula of saw and then it's still saw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big question. <laughs> I have no, no idea. No, but no, but that that's that's probably that's the biggest challenge they have. How do you change the formula of what we know saw to be and what defines it so that it is saw without it, you know, just being another so that I mean that that's a tough thing to do, but that's why I said if I'm going in there and directing it, you have to find something to set at least as a foundation of some sort to tie to saw and then you can build your own stuff on top of it. The only two things I would take is the traps because I know that's what people expect. And then, like I said, possibly the twist ending, but with the twist ending again, you know, it doesn't have to be a reveal of who the killer is. It could be something unique, but just that's what defines saw. So if you remove those from it, then is it really in the same vein as Saw, I mean, you know, it's just, it, they're good questions to have, you know, you know, we'll see what they do as far as whatever the new formula sets, but. Absolutely. I, it would be, it would trip me out if they decide to do something like this, where, where, where John wasn't the original Saw. The book of Saw has been going around for years and years, some black uh, web kind of thing. And uh, it's been used as a way to, to teach, people to appreciate life and and john was just one of them and there's like multiple things out there i mean that that would just open up a whole new can of worms man like oh my god i can't even imagine and i but i also think that would take away from john's legacy because he he is he feels like he's it you know that's that's it so if they change his legacy what's that he was 
he was supposed to be the mastermind of this whole thing. Right. You know, so, so. many, it, we, we've gotten one teaser and it's supposed to release next month. It's not going to, it's actually been released or sorry, removed from its release date. So we have no idea when that's going to happen. So we have, we don't have anything. Didn't they move it to just uh, May or same date, but next year? Or no? um, according to Wikipedia, they've not um, kept the release date or they, they don't have a, they just removed it from schedule. Yeah. Right now oh. it's just classified as delayed. Yeah. Is what it is, which is understandable too. Because uh, can you really set set it and push it to next year? Because we just we don't know, even know how this year is going to end with all the stuff that's going on. You know, what if this stuff carries into next year? It's just it's so hard to plan for the future. You know, people are trying to it's just you know it's almost like everything just keeps changing month to month. We just don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Now, yeah. here's a question. Would you guys be okay if, as we've seen with some other films, if they decided just to release this to stream yep. instead of to the theater? Yeah, I don't watch. I don't, I don't go to the theater yeah. often anyway, so it, I would love that. Yeah. You? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I've seen all of the Saw films in theater except for the first film and except for Jigsaw. Uh, but I've seen all the rest in theater and I always loved going to the theater to watch them, particularly because audience reactions are a thing you can never replicate at home. So whenever, you know, the twist ending comes and you hear people gasp or something happens, it adds a dimension to um, the, film. the experience. Yeah, it, to the experience. I mean, that's that's why you go to the movies is because it's it's for the big experience. But sometimes, I mean, some people don't like being around other people. But, you know, it's like, you know, going to see a comedy film. Sometimes, you know, when you hear people laugh around you, it it makes you laugh and it just adds to it, you know. So I don't know. I don't know how I would feel if they just came out to stream. I want to see it really bad. I mean, I really do. I really do. I, it, that teaser got me pumped. I love the remix they did to the Saw theme. Fantastic. You know, I have it on my phone. But I definitely would like to see it in the theaters. But, well, you know, who knows? Excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I think VOD, you know, video on demand, it, it's, I, I honestly like that. I would much prefer it. The problem is, like, these th- these companies are going to lose so much money doing that because when you go to the movie theater, you're paying twenty bucks a pop per person or thirteen bucks a pop per person. Now you're paying twenty bucks, and then you get to have your whole entire family watch it. Not only that, but people ruin it by you know fil- filming it or something or using a software to record it, and then they- they'll distribute it to everyone else for free uh, on torrent sites and you know things like that, and then it ruins it for everyone. And um, it's unfortunate that we have people in the world that decided that they, they, they want to be selfish and ruin things for everyone. Now, um, I, I mean, I've done some things before, but uh, I think that... I don't know. VOD is awesome, though. I think that would be great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's cool. But... I mean, I get it. The new releases that came out, like The Hunt and, and uh, Invisible Man and Bloodshot, they were like 20 bucks at first. I get it. <clears throat> Invisible Man was in theaters, 
So it had a theater, theatrical run for a brief moment. It's same with uh, Bloodshot, I, I believe. Um, I think they all mm. did. <clears throat> oh, they did. And <clears throat> Invisible, yeah, Invisible Man, Hunt. They were all in theaters for like a short period of time. But yeah, they all took hits. Um, I know Bloodshot is like losing a lot of money, at least 20 mil. Um, so, it, I mean, yeah, but like you said, though, you can spend a one-time fee and, you know, more than one person can watch it. When you go to the movies, you know, everyone has their individual ticket. So, yeah, it, it sucks that they might lose out, but who knows? We'll, we'll see what they decide to do. Well, there you go, guys. I mean, we touch up on the soft franchise. See, um, I feel like I was partially prepared, partially not prepared because while I have all the soft films on Blu-ray, I I'm a really a big fan of the first three, and the rest are kind of shit to me, or just they don't meet expectations and and everything. But I still, you know, I still watch them. I, like like we discussed earlier, I think this this franchise became really about torturing and what's like what's the next level of torture we can you know display. Uh, for people to view, so it, that's one thing well, I don't still trying to tell the story. Yeah, you know, they they lost that. They the, the first three films really. Right, and that's that's another thing Beautiful. I kind of hope that they use because I think what will make this movie make or break it is the story. That's including the traps. That's including everything that you would expect in a saw movie. Make it a good story. Make it whatever it is, as long as it makes sense, as long as it's a good story. Cause it, I feel like the early saw films were more story driven than say it's sister franchise fucking, uh, hostile, <laughs> hostile, <laughs> which Joe actually got that for me on, I think my 15th or 14th birthday, whenever the fuck came out, I watched it once. I never watched it again. It was so really? bad. I was no, I'm not a fan of Hostel. Even the second one, like we would, we would, you know, fuck around and and we'd show our buddy uh, Scruggs the the dick cutting scene. He cut his <laughs> oh, dick off. Feeds it to the dog. Yeah, like hey Scruggs, look at this. Oh, you mother. But uh, I'm not a fan of either one. Um, and I feel like they didn't really have much of a story. Very thin story. Very thin characters and. Uh, Mm-hmm. I felt like that's what made Saab much better than that. It wasn't just torture porn like some people said it was. It was a lot more story-driven, and I hope that they keep that going in this one. I hope that they tell a very strong story, and as long as it makes sense and it fits, then I'm I'm all good with it. Yeah, I watch, I watch films to see a conclusion that I'm going to like. You know, uh, the body counts don't necessarily matter. I'm not one of those people who, who who really care too much about the body count or even how someone's mutilated. You know, uh, I'm more like, how how is this film going to end and wrap up the story that it tried to tell us within this hour and a half? And as long as it can successfully do that. Now, listen, I, I, there's a ton of movies I like that don't do that. So, but, but with this, this is kind of bigger. You know, Saw is a huge franchise. You know, it's a big fucking franchise. Um, if this if, it, if this film can just create a story that's intriguing and engaging and uh, and give us likable characters uh, and give us a conclusion that can possibly set up a sequel, um, I'm game and I'm all up for it. And as so far, what I see, I like. And fuck, man, this coronavirus thing sucks because I really want to see this film. It was it was this and Halloween Kills was like my most anticipated horror films 
of the year. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and that's why, again, you guys talking about the story, that's why you guys like, especially two and three so much is because of how story oriented they were. And that's, you know, particularly why I like Saw 3, especially is because so Saw 3 is a pretty heavy story in in regards to it. It's regarding a, a man who his test revolves around the loss of his son. So his son yeah. is hit, killed in a, a, a car accident and he goes through these tests that, that, you know, are based off of his, so his desire is for revenge, which is, you know, you know, your typical cliche, but, you know, it has heavy weight to it because it's, you know, you see as he's going through and meeting the people that were involved in, you know, his son's death, you know, one that was a witness, but chose not to testify. And then finally getting his chance to be face to face with the killer and deciding, you know, does he want to spare him or not? They're heavy stuff. You know, even in one of the tests, one of uh, one of the things he has to do is burn his son's um, toys. You know, and it's it's deep stuff that, you know, it's stuff that you're like, dang, that, that's that's heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And same thing with like Saw 4. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but Saw 4 is dealing with a, a man who's <clears throat> obsessed with saving people. He wants to save Eric Matthews so much that he in the end costs him his life which that that's a deep thing too he goes through all that stuff to try to save you know his best friend's life and he ends up being the reason his friend dies that's that's mm-hmm. that, that that is what I'm, I, I loved about the soft films you know it's touching on stuff like that that's a unique way to approach horror instead of just the premise of someone just wanting to kill people just running around just to kill people you know it, it adds heavy weight with it definitely adds a psychological yeah part so to it. that's why spiral looks and again it's super it's it's a teaser you know we could be going completely the wrong way but the way it's presented i'm hoping that's what we get right absolutely so we've been going for an hour and a half strong we've touched up on the franchise we touched up on saw jigsaw what we want from uh spiral and uh you know, this has been fun. I wish I was a little more prepared. Um, but like I said before, I do like the first three films, really. And the rest, I'm not a fan of. Um, like I told you guys, I think um, Jigsaw might be my fourth or fifth favorite Saw film. And it's not necessarily a good film. It's a decent watch. It's top five, I'd say. Top five. Anything in closing you guys want to add to this podcast? Hope you guys liked our thoughts on uh, the Saw franchise and uh, stay tuned. We got some cool shit coming up. Yes, sir. I know Joe's a big fan of Freddy's Revenge, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk to our buddy Lonnie. And then uh, I think we're all fans of uh, Halloween H2O, correct? Yeah, for the most Partially. If you say Rob Zombie's Halloween's better, <laughs> it is. Oh God! <laughs> oh, the mask, I need to do a video. Mask is better, but uh, yeah, we'll bring Tim is on that one. That'll be fun. That's coming. Yeah. So, so we st- we have um, we have Lonnie McCollum just to discuss Freddy's Revenge. 
Uh, we have Braden Timmons coming on to discuss Halloween H2O. He's coming out with an uh, H2O sequel uh, called The Haddonfield Nightmare. Uh, we still have to talk about the Scream franchise, and we want to do another live stream discussing the history of the zombie. So we have quite the roadmap ahead of us, and there's still so much more for us to discuss over time. Um, particular, particularly, I'm excited about all of them, but I really want to discuss Scream because... Scream 5 is around the corner, or it, it, it's coming out, or a reboot. I don't know. Nothing's been confirmed from my understanding, but I really want to talk about that. And uh, this franchise in general, because I love Scream. Uh, only thing I won't talk about much in the Scream video is the uh, show. I tried watching it. No, that's... It, so that's, I, that's... I, we won't be talking about the show. Nope, the, fran- the movie franchise only. Just the film. Yeah, just the film franchise. I can't do the show. No. No. Even though Bella Thorne dies in the very first couple minutes, that was satisfying, but no. No. That was satisfying. Joey, anything for you? Nope. I think we touched on everything. Awesome. All right. Well, this is another episode of Generation Horror, episode five, and we are looking to get episode six coming soon. Uh, we will be discussing further what this roadmap um, or how this roadmap will play out um, and everything because we we did go live the other day and it was a really good experience actually and it was actually much better than I anticipated and the, the people that were interacting were great and uh, you know that that video alone already I think has like as many views as all the other generation horrors like almost combined yeah. so uh, yeah, it blew up awesome. that was cool um, so further on that i guess there's three future ones that are going to be possibly live streams mm-hmm. the zombie one uh the freddy's revenge with lonnie and the h2o with uh brayden correct yeah i think guess we guess appearances should be live will happen yeah we don't know when those exactly will happen but we're assuming right now that they'll be live that might change but you know We'll see. Absolutely. But those are yeah. coming eventually. Those are coming. Just yep. don't know when. Yeah, we just don't. We, we don't know when. Uh, we, we we really want to go live soon. So um, we're going to discuss it and see what the next uh, best uh, thing we should, you know the next best thing to do, and we'll we'll figure it out from here. All right, guys. Well, it was nice doing this video. We are uh, an hour and a half in. So uh, in closing, thank you for watching episode five of Generation Horror. We'll be back with with episode six soon. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Stay tuned. Yeah, thank thank you so much. All right. And peace. Later. Later.